What is up, my friend? I'm health expert Ted Rice, coach to entrepreneurs, executives, and other high-performing professionals. And this is part two of the fasting series. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and do so because in that episode, I dive into the science behind fasting. What are the benefits? What are the risks? Who should not do fasting? What are the proven scientific claims regarding fasting? And in that episode, I dive into the growth hormone claim. I dive into that term that gets thrown around so much on social media, autophagy. You got to fast because autophagy, right? People just throw it around. They don't even know what the hell they're talking about. It's such a, I mean, to be honest, I, I say it's, it's such a hard, confusing, annoying situation for fitness influencers, but really it's really confusing and annoying for you. For me, it's good for business to be quite honest. But I, what I do in that first episode is I dive into the science and we talk about why autophagy might be good in certain situations and not in others and how we just don't have the clear answers. Contrast that to what most people do is they say, hey, fasting is great for you. Go do it. You're crazy if you don't do it. Why? Because autophagy, because growth hormone. Not really true, guys. Sorry to say. I'm always looking for the magic bullet, even though there doesn't seem to be one other than the uh, solid basics, if you will. But I, I dive into the nuances there. So make sure you go and listen to that episode. Now, in this episode, I'm just going to speak right off the cuff. I'm going to talk about my own personal experiences with fasting, what I think are the real benefits. And so it's going to be a much more smooth conversation than that first one. So let's dive right into it. Well, I guess I should say this. If you're enjoying what you've heard so far, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. So let's talk about fasting again, fasting as a tool. So listen, here's I'll start off with just my own personal experience with fasting. Probably about Six or seven years ago, it, beca it became super hot. I got into it. This is way before I knew what I know now and before I you know, got into the best shape ever. And I was always looking for like that magic thing. Like, what is that thing that I'm really missing with nutrition here? And to rewind a little bit, I was super lean in sub 10% body fat when I was in my late 20s and early 30s. And that was because, and, and I was a low carber. I did low carb diets. I preached low carb. And then I slowly put on body fat going from 185 all the way up to 210. And some of that was intentional, by the way. I wanted, after stopping jujitsu training, which I was doing a lot during that time, I had my last jujitsu com uh, competition at 29. But then I, I really had to focus on my business. I decided to pour my energy, my effort, my time into business. And I thought I would be able to stay in shape while doing it because I knew so much. Because, I mean, look at, <laughs> I just thought to myself, well, look at me, I'm ripped. Like, I obviously know what I'm doing. And I didn't know what I was doing. And as the months went on and the years went on, I got fatter and fatter. And what happened was, I thought since I was going to 
not be doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu competitions anymore, I decided to make my new goal to get big, to get huge, right? To get swole because I had always been a skinny guy. I worked very hard to get up to 185 pounds. It was such a struggle to put on that weight. And fast forward to my mid-30s, I was fat and I was unhealthy and I was stressed and I was unhappy and I slept poorly, had sleep apnea. I couldn't sleep on my back anymore because I would... Like that snorting would wake me up in the middle of the night. I had to sleep on my side. I had high blood pressure. I had high hemoglobin A1C levels. My fasting glucose was creeping up. I was not going in a great direction. In fact, it was a very bad direction. It looked like I was on my way to diabetes. And then I changed gears, right? And figured out what I know now. But during that journey, of figuring out what I know now, I was looking for that answer. What is the thing? What is the easy thing? And in that time period, in my probably like early to mid 30s, I experimented with fasting before it was hip, before it was cool. And one of the things that I learned was wasn't really not only so it didn't give me results. What I did was this: I was like, "Hey, I'll just start skipping breakfast." But what it ended up happening, and I hear this from so many people, is that you skip breakfast, you start getting hangry. It's like you can do it, but it's quite an effort to do it. And by the time noon or one p.m. rolls around, you're like, "Oh man." Like I need to eat something. And then you start eating and you couldn't wait to eat. And I would eat, I would, I would start, I would start by breaking my fast, having my lunch. And but what ended up happening is I just ate the same amount of food, but in a shorter time frame. So I didn't lose any body fat because I really didn't understand calories. I thought there was something very special. I didn't wasn't interested in calories. I didn't want to measure my food. I didn't want to track my nutrition. I didn't want to do any of that. Sounded too much, too hard, too annoying. I just give me the fast, easy thing. But I never got what I wanted from fasting. And I see so many people struggle with it. The only way fasting works for fat loss is if you create a calorie deficit. So not only does your nutrition have to be on point, but it's got to be balanced out with the amount of activity slash exercise that you do to put you in a calorie deficit. So that's why I'm not a huge fan of intermittent fasting. And there is some research, and you may bring this up. Oh, well, what about all the research that shows that if you... uh, So first of all, the research is clear that skipping breakfast isn't the meal to skip. It's better to skip dinner. It's better to finish your last meal as early as you can. And that can lead to better metabolic health, even without weight loss, is what this one study found. I want to repeat that again. So you can skip your last meal, not your first meal, and that will lead to better metabolic health without fat loss. Okay? Cool, but not really ideal. Who wants to skip dinner and still look the same, but you're slightly healthier? I mean, what bullshit, right? It's just not worth doing. Because what we also ended up figuring out is that if you just exercise, that 
those metabolic benefits will be there. So if you're a person who, so let me make this super clear. If you're a person who doesn't exercise, finishing your last meal early will help you. But then again, you have to ask, if you have the discipline to not eat dinner, why the hell do you not have the discipline to get up off your ass and go move your body? I mean, who are these people that can skip dinner but can't bring themselves to exercise? It's way easier for myself and for the majority of people that I've ever talked to, ever worked with, to do exercise versus to skip dinner. Oh my gosh. And by the way, being sedentary actually increases your hunger levels. A lot of people think that exercise makes you more hungry. It can, but the research is really clear that sedentary lifestyle actually makes you more hungry. Probably due to stress reasons, if I would have to guess. So this whole time-restricted eating, this circadian rhythm eating, it's just, it doesn't seem like it's worth the time if you already have a lot of healthy habits in place, especially if you're exercising. So let's fast forward to where I am now. I've been, I put on a bit of body fat. I'm probably around 12, 13% body fat instead of eight. I put on a few pounds for sure, probably closer to 12 actually, or 11 or 12. I'm still quite lean. I've got veins all over my my calves and my legs, but the vein on my ab, if you've been listening for a while, that I talked about a lot uh, has, has disappeared. So let's have a moment of silence for that vein. So it went away. And one of the things I've been doing is I've been trying to get back on track and I've been experimenting with skipping meals. So I started skipping breakfast again, just to see, hey, will this help? And what I found is that for me personally, and for so many people who I've talked to, what ends up happening is that, yeah, okay, you you have the, the willpower to skip that first meal. And you're like, yeah, I did it. And then you just eat a bunch of food, right? <laughs> so you just end up eating all the food later. Doesn't make a difference. So what I found that works best is actually really stuffing myself for breakfast especially with a high-protein meal, and that satiates my hunger. That controls hunger because the hunger control game is the game to win when it comes to fat loss. You got, And by having a high-protein, high-volume, low-calorie meal, you can make magic happen. And so that's what I'm doing now. And you're probably wondering, okay, Ted, well, what does that have to do with fasting? That's not fasting at all. What the hell are you even talking about right now? Glad you asked. Because one of the things that I'm actually interested in, so I'm losing fat, I'm getting back into shape, but I'm having some struggles. I'm still, I I have some conditioned, let's say it in a less sciencey, awkward way, just got some habits when it comes to food. I'm eating a lot of key lime pie right now, eating cookies, eating granola, eating a bunch of other things. I'm having a hard time controlling uh, my food choices. And if you listen to some of the recent episodes that I've done on brain science, that prefrontal cortex is not in the driver's seat as much as it was when I was in Colombia. And so what does that have to do with fasting? Well, now I want to share with you my top benefits 
Well, first, before I get into the top benefits of fasting, let me tell you this. I'm not a fan of intermittent fasting. If it works for you, and if you're listening right now and you're like, well, but Ted, it really worked for me. I lost 20 pounds on intermittent fasting. Great. Do it if it, keep, if it works for you. Now, I will say this. If you lost 20 pounds, but still have another 20, 30, 40 or more to lose, probably time to step up your game and learn about the aspects of nutrition that you've been resisting learning. Oh, wow. When, I've, when I started tracking my food, paying attention to macros, weighing things out, getting portion sizes down, it gave me, I'm a master of food now. Now, not always a master of controlling, of doing what I know, but I know exactly what to do and I've done it. And, uh, and um, yeah, I know what to do now. I understand it 100%. And I get, I coach my clients on it and my clients lose 20 to 30 or even 40 pounds, depending on how much fat they have to lose in a 12 week period. And if you see me online, I never argue with people about what works with nutrition because I know with fat loss, with regards to fat loss, I know I'm not interested in what you have to say. I already know it. And um, (laughs) mostly talking about the low carb people there. Or the fasting people. You got to do the fasting because the autophagy and the growth hormone. You can choose to believe in that if you want. When you're ready for some real results, come come hire me and I'll take you and, and I'll show you what you really are missing. Just kind of like what I was really missing during all that time when I was searching for that easy fix. And the answer is there no, is no easy fix. You got to learn, right? That said... I do believe there's a place for fasting, but not intermittent fasting, unless it, again, if it's something that worked for you and is still working for you, do it. Doesn't work for me. I think it's stupid. However, short-term fasts, which is something I talked about, there's kind of three general types of fasting. There's intermittent fasting, which is, you know, uh, like the 16 8 I'll fast for... 16 hours and eat all my meals in eight an eight hour period. That's what most people do, or they skip a meal, right? And then there's short-term fasting, which is for a few days, you're doing some type of fasting. And then there's long-term fasting. Like uh, in, in the in the first episode of this series, I talked about the Netflix episode on fasting in uh, Unwell, that series called Unwell in Netflix. And people there were doing 28-day water fasts, 28 days with nothing but water. If you want my thoughts on that, listen to the first episode. But in short, it's idiocy and potentially dangerous to do that unless you're extremely overweight. And even then, there are better ways. So I'm a fan of the idea of short-term fasting, but I I will tell you this, and this is a big misconception about fasting. People think it's an on or off thing. So either you're fasting and get the benefits of fasting or you're eating and you're not getting any benefits. So number one, I'm not a fan of fasting at all, but I'm a fan of modified fasting. What is modified fasting? Well, it turns out that you don't have to restrict, you don't have to get rid of all food and take and only drink water to get the benefits of a short-term fast. And again, if you want to hear about the, the autophagy and the, the other things that we talk about, 
and the science, go listen to the first episode. You shouldn't have skipped it. Bad, bad on you. Bad, bad boy or girl. But what I want to tell you is what we know is that you don't have to not eat to get the benefits of fasting. So fasting for me is just dumb in all forms. It's just dumb because it's no need. And it fits perfectly into the all or nothing mindset that most people have. Either I'm eating or I'm not eating. No, I'm not eating. I'm fasting right now. I will say this. If you're fasting for religious reasons, cool. I understand. If you're fasting uh, as a mental challenge, which is one of the things that we'll talk about in in, in a minute, I get it. But if you're fasting to improve your health or to lose fat, it's it's for dum-dums, okay? Because it's no, there's no need to do that. So one of the things that I've been doing is I've been looking for, okay, so, so we don't have to fast completely. Well, what is the amount of food that we can eat? What is the best solution for this? And what I came across was, Walter Longo and his book, The Longevity Diet. Now, I'm not going to talk about the longevity diet book. I'm not going to talk that much about Walter Longo, but I will say a few things. Walter is the guy who wrote the book Longevity Diet, and he also has a company called El Nutra, and they make a five-day fasting kit called Prolon. And I'm actually holding the Prolon pamphlet in my hand right now. So let me say a few things about Walter. Walter is a legitimate scientist. He's done a lot of research on fasting. And he's one of the people that figured out you don't need to not eat food. You can eat some food, but you got to be a bit careful about the food choices and how many calories you eat if you want the benefits of fasting, if you want the autophagy, if you want to perhaps get some of these potential benefits from fasting. So his book is worth checking out, but I do want to say this. A lot of the research, and this is something that's good for you to realize, even if uh, it it, it, it can help you understand books, apart from Walter Longo's Longevity Diet book, Walter talks about a lot of takeaways from his research, but most of them are done on animals. Animal research is not always applicable to humans. Mice research isn't always applicable to humans. So some of the, some of the, um, what would you call it? Some of the flack that Walter gets is that he hype, he hypes up the benefits of fasting and uses animal research or mechanistic data, like, hey, look, there's this mechanism and this might do great things for human health. And one of the the criticisms that he gets is like, yeah, okay, but none of that's proven in humans. True statement. So if you end up listening to that book or reading it, I, I do audiobooks. I don't have time to read. Not a book. I read things, but not a book. I read studies and other things. But if you're listening or reading to his book or anyone else's book, and they talk a lot about mice studies or in vitro studies or or they talk about the mechanisms in the body. What we really want, the standard we should have 
is randomized controlled trials on human beings. We want as much data on human beings. We want to see the results, the health outcomes on human beings. That's what we want. We are human beings. And while they're, while animal research is great and we can extrapolate sometimes from it, if we want to say something conclusively, we want to do our best to have human research on human beings that shows exactly what shows the result that we're, we're claiming uh, happens in the animal research. I hope that's clear. So that's the critic. Those are some of the criticisms that he gets. Now I will say this. I'm in the, I have a bias. If you've been listening, I have a bias towards those evidence-based or research-based guys that base the, their conclusions and what they do on human, on what the research says on humans, because that's the best evidence, period, right? It's not about what happens in mice or lab rats or guinea pigs or roundworms. It's about what happens in human beings. Hard to argue that, right? And so, what are the pro? So, I'll, I'll, I'll say what I do like about Falter and, and some other people who are kind of on the edge. Okay, we don't always have the data, the research on human beings to back up what we think may or may not happen. But what we do have is okay, we have some good, we, let's say we have good reason to believe that this might be beneficial and it's very low risk. And so that's why I like Prolon, because it's designed by Volter. It's the Prolon uh, program has been scientifically developed and clinically tested. So there are clinical trials on this. And it's been done at the University of Southern California's Longevity Institute, one of the leading centers for research on aging and longevity. And um, what it does is it, it helps you get into that fasting state but without actually having to go with completely without food. And what it is, is it's a, it's a proprietary plant-based soups, bars, drinks, snacks, teas, and supplements formula, all designed to maximize the potential, and I'll keep coming back to that word, benefits of fasting, while providing all the micronutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, the essential dietary components. And it also helps with minimizing hunger because being hungry sucks. That's just the truth of it. And it's a five-day fast, a five-day program. And it comes with like a bunch of boxes with all these packets that are each labeled. It's got a bottle. It comes with instructions. And this is, I've never done it before, but I have it and I'm going to do it. And the invitation I'm going to extend to you at the end of this is, is that we do it together. And um, so let me talk to you about why I think it's important. So number one is the mental challenge. It's hard to do fasting. And I don't think, again, um, we need to do fasting 100%. In fact, I don't know if you heard the episode where I talked about, I did a modified fast when I was in Bali. And for three days, all I did was drink maple syrup with cayenne pepper and lime juice, or was it lemons? <laughs> so that's all I had for three days. 
And I was super surprised. I have a lot of injuries, got a lot of joint aches and pains. And I, my joint aches and pains had never felt better. And that is the thing that really got me into, hey, this short-term fasting thing, especially a modified fast or what Walter calls his prolon fasting mimicking diet. Now, he just trademarked it to call it a fasting mimicking diet. So it, it mimics fasting, but you, you get to eat food. I would just call it a modified fast. But that's when I really got into it. Then That's when I was like, you know what? There's something here because all of a sudden my neck is feeling great. My left knee, which has some, uh, which I've injured a bunch of times in jujitsu, felt amazing. I was able to, I, I, I just felt great. The level of inflammation in my body, in my joints specifically, felt better than ever, better than any supplement I've ever taken, better than anything I've ever tried ever. All right. So if you're a person, who's been popping the glucosamine, the hyaluronic acid, taking the collagen, what else? There's so many, you know, pounding the turmeric, taking the curcumin, whatever you've been taking, the, the omega-3 fish oils, the, the, <laughs> the egg membrane extract, whatever you've been taking for your joints, try this fast. Try a fast to see if it lowers the inflammation and helps you heal. It helped. It was such a night and day difference. And that is the biggest reason that I'm going to embark on this fast again, uh, this prolong, this fasting mimicking diet, as he calls it, for five days. And I can't wait to try it to see if I can recreate some of the benefits that I got from doing that modified fast in Bali. So, that's the real world benefit that I noticed. Uh, I, I, it was incredible. And my body's feeling a little bit beat up in the joints from all the training I've been doing. It's also taking a beating from a lot of my digestive system is taking a beating from all the sugar and key lime pie and ice cream cake and Oreo cookies and everything else that I've been eating. So the other thing that I would say is that it can help with digestive health. So number one is that it's a mental challenge. It's challenging to go without food. Second thing is I noticed some real benefits in my joints. And I, I can't wait to try this out again to see if I get those benefits. The third one is that it helps. I noticed a big difference in my digestive, like that bloated, like I feel bloated right now. Look, I'm getting leaner every day. I shouldn't say every day, but every week I'm getting leaner because I know how to manipulate my calories. I know how to be on top of my macros and calories, but I don't feel great all the time. And one of the problems with learn, with knowing what I know and being so good at nutrition, at least the calorie dialing in the calories and macros, is I can get away with eating quite a bit of junk food and getting lean. And I've developed this habit. Now, I want to say this. I never was eating all this junk food to tell you that, hey, it's great to do. You can eat ice cream cake every two, you know, eat half an ice cream cake every two days and get get ripped which is what I did. I did it because I was emotionally eating and I struggle with eating these things. Which brings me to the fourth 
reason that I'm going to recommend this is that it helps you break those habits. One of the problems that I'm finding that even happens, even when you understand the calories, even when you're able to dial in the macros, is you still can get sucked into this game of like, how can I squeeze in the junk food? And I've been squeezing in way too much junk food. And I want to break that habit. So instead of doing a fast, I'm doing a modified fast and I'm doing this prolong because it has it it's got all it's got all these supplements that come with it. It's got everything just pre-packaged and easy to figure out. Cause I want to break this bad habit that I have. I don't want to never eat ice cream cake again. I believe in having the balance, but I've used my knowledge. I've gone to the dark side and I've used my power for evil. Or more specifically, I've used the knowledge that I've gotten to get lean while still eating too much junk food because I'm just, I'm an emotional eater. Again, I want to make that clear that I never was telling people, hey, you know, get healthy, get lean by eating junk food. I never wanted to do that, but I started, I struggled. I've been struggling with that my whole entire life, although I only struggled uh, with weight or being over fat for a few years, but I've struggled with emotional eating my entire life. And I'm struggling with it right now, and I want to break the habit. So I'm interested in seeing if this prolon will help. And then the fifth reason that I believe this is worth your while is because there may be potential benefits to the autophagy like I talked about in the first episode. And I'm not going to rehash what I said there. But the short of it is that if you are reasonably, if you're healthy, then, you know, if you have cancer already, if you have a heart disease, you, if you've got some kidney issues, there are people who should not do fasting or uh, prolon for that matter, or modified fasts. Okay. In fact, they have here uh, people. So let me see. They had the part saying who should not do it. I'm having trouble finding it. <laughs> so I don't want to waste your time here as I stumble and bumble through this. But uh, you want to make sure that you're already healthy. This is for people who are already healthy. But if you are in a situation, oh yeah, here it is. So if you've been diagnosed with a medical condition or are under 18 or over 70, or diagnosed with medical conditions, especially like diabetes, type 1 or 2, cardiovascular disease, cancer, kidney disease, liver disease, or any history of fainting, you need to check with your doctor before you do this. Do not do this on your own. But if you are healthy, it seems like it's kind of unfair, right? But if you're healthy, but let's say you're overweight, you got some bad habits, but maybe your cholesterol is not great, but you're not diabetic, you don't have heart disease. You don't have cancer. This fasting, this may help prevent it. And I say may. Listen, we're not sure, okay? Deal with it. There, we don't know, all right? You're living in 2020. It's the most advanced time and really the best time ever to, to be alive as a human being. But it doesn't mean we have all the answers. And please stop listening to health influencers who tell you that we know for sure what's happening. Yes, you, you can be cancer just by doing fasting because autophagy. Stop listening to those idiots. That said, 
what if there are those potential benefits? So if you're a healthy person and you don't have an eating disorder or any of the things that I just mentioned, this could potentially be a thing that you can add into your life uh, whenever, you, you know, if whenever you feel like you need a bit of a reset or if you're like me, which is still kind of needing a reset where you're like, yeah, I've got thing. I'm lean. I see my abs right now, but I've got some habits, some some bad habits that I've developed over the quarantine where like, I, I want to not do that. Right. Uh, due to the quarantine, the coronavirus, the stress of the situation, my dad, I've started emotionally eating and I'd like to kick the habit or at least rein it in. Right. I never, it, even when I got super lean in Bangkok at the end of 2019, I, I, I was still eating dessert, but now it's like almost an everyday thing. Right. I'm eating uh, stuff every day. So I'm, I'm concerned about like, hey, you know, this, this is not healthy, even though I'm lean. Right. And so I want the potential benefits that may result from doing this fast to maybe clean out anything. I don't know. We just don't know. But it seems, and here's the thing, right? It seems that there's enough evidence to suggest that there might be something good by doing a, something like Prolon. And it's very low risk if you don't have any of those medical issues or eating disorders. So just to recap, fasting is a mental challenge. Two, I notice big benefits in my joint injuries. So if you're if you're trying to heal your injuries and you're going to chiropractors and physical therapists and popping the eggshell membrane and the you know just everything, there's so many different pills right that you can take, and you're just like, eh, this isn't really that impressive. If you want something to try something that might be really impressive, I was so impressed with uh, how the modified fast I did in Bali was able to just bring down the joint achiness and pain in my body by, I don't know, 50%, 40, 50%. It was cut in half. So the third one was, uh, oh gosh, I'm getting confused here. So the mental challenge, the lowering of inflammation, the breaking of bad food uh, habits, and the potential health benefits. Okay, are the things that we're talking about. And so that's why, if you are in that situation, if I've compelled you to try this with me, let's do it together. And what I'm going to do is this I'm going to do a fasting challenge where we all get the prolon. And I've got a special code for you where you're going to get a break, you're going to get a discount rather on the price. And then I'm going to, we're going to all go through it together. We're going to go through the five-day experience. We might even lengthen it to seven days to talk about, because it's really seven days long. You got to, there's a post-fast. Uh, so the sixth day, it's like starting to introduce foods. And um, you don't want to go back to what you were doing before. And so easing you into that transition, we may add it uh, a day or two to help ease into eating again. And because this could be a great kickstart, a great reset, if you found yourself with some bad eating habits and want to reset. And so that is, that really kind of sums up my views on fasting, sums up my experience on fasting, and sums up what I'm hoping to get from this prolon experience. 
So if you enjoyed these episodes on fasting and you'd like to join me for the five-day fasting challenge, I've got a special invitation for you. So my team and I have been working day and night on this brand new free five-day fasting challenge created specifically to help you get the many benefits of a five-day fast, but without giving up food. Personally, this is something that I'm going to try myself. This is what I'm personally interested in it. I've never done it before, but I'm going to, I guess, donate my time to guide you through the process, to answer questions, to talk about it with you. So in this challenge, we're going to be using the first and only patented five-day fasting mimicking diet called Prolon. And this Prolon kit that you get gently guides your body into a fasting state to get all the health benefits that I talked about in these episodes, but without giving up food completely. So you'll still be able to enjoy some tasty snacks, some tasty meals. But again, this is going to kick off on September 12th. So the challenge starts on September 12th. The first thing you need to do if you're interested in joining is go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash fasting. That's legendarylifepodcast.com slash fasting. And then you'll get all the details on where to sign up to the group, as well as how to buy Prolon while receiving $25 off using our special code. So I just want to be clear here. There's no cost for joining the challenge where I'll be leading you for free uh, during this challenge, but the Prolon is not something I'm selling. You'll have to buy it from El Nutra and we are going to get you $25 off. So I just wanted to be clear about that. And again, if this is something that you're into, I want you to take action right now because we have limited spots in the challenge. We want you, if this seems right for you, to take the challenge, to get back on track and to maybe break some of those bad habits that you've created like I have during the quarantine, during the lockdown and helping to jumpstart a leaner, healthier, more energetic you after all the craziness that we've been through the past few months. So I hope that's clear. And to learn more, again, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash fasting. That's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the episodes. Hope you'll join me if you feel that a five-day modified fast or fasting mimicking diet is right for you. And I will see you there.